Hello and welcome to Three Blokes and the Rugby League podcast. Um, Merry Christmas to everyone, obviously. It's now the month of December. Jed has already eaten half his um, advent calendar and Joss is growing his Santa beard. So we're very much in the mould of Christmas now. Um, we're bringing these very short snippets of podcasts to you all, just for something a bit more content in December. Very easy to listen to, hopefully nothing more than 15 or 20 minutes. We're going to go through each position on the rugby league field, obviously, and the coaching staff as well, and tell you our preference of the top five in those positions as of 2020. So not any, everyone overall of past performances, how they have performed in 2020. And this one is the fullback position. So I will start off, lads. I'll start, it's actually a number order. So I have gone my actual top five, not in non-particular order. I've actually counted down. So for me, my fifth in the fullback position in 2020 is Charles Nickel Klockstad, New Zealand um, player and Canberra Raider. Tough choice, obviously. We have so many players at fullback who are unbelievable quality, but I felt as though CNK has really progressed even more so this season and shown some real toughness in the last line of defence. He shirked a lot of injuries this season. Obviously, Raiders have, have done it tough with injuries as well, losing people like Josh Rodson and John Bateman early on. Um, previous seasons is shown to be quite quite shaky under the high ball and, and not as trustworthy, but I think he's really evidently worked in these positions and especially his one-on-one tackles. Um, I mean, he's increased his percentages from 83 to 88% tackle success from last season to this season. So he's obviously been working on that a lot. He's been an ever-present this season. Um, and I, I definitely look for CNK to have even more productivity um, going into 2021. He's a really key player for you boys, Joss at the Canberra Raiders and for New Zealand as well. Um, number four for me, I've picked the King, Clint Gutherson. Um, probably one of the only Eels players for me who did not actually dip in form when the entire club seemed to dip in form and quite struggle in that mid-season spot when he went from kind of first down to fifth. Um, once again, mate, he's, he's nicknamed the King. He's certainly earned his crown this season, mate. I, I just thought I'd drop that awful pun in there. Um, another bloke who just can turn a game on its head. He turns up for every single game, never has a, a less than an 8 out of 10 game at club level. Um, and he just does it all without a moment's thought. He's got an unbelievable engine on him. He's got an unbelievable pass on him. He can make breaks out of nowhere. Just seems to inspire his team and inspire his fans constantly. And this season, his, his, pen, his, his kick returns have been absolutely penetrating. He's got 10 tries and 17 try assists. So, really, really, really impressive for me. Number three spot, I've picked Melbourne Storm's Ryan Pappenhausen. I mean, what a season for this bloke, lads. I mean, fullback jersey has been up for grabs since Billy Slater has left the club, really, and obviously retired. You've had Josh Drinkwater try and go for it. You've had Jerome Hughes. You've had Cameron Munster, obviously, early on. But Ryan Pappenhausen, for me, has firmly put that question out of sight now. He's absolutely scintillating. He's got pace to burn. And this season has showed that he's just much more than kind of a speed merchant. He's not just going to run in, in empty spaces. He can, he can create a lot of tries. Um, and his vision with the ball and his handling skills from out the back as well are superb. Um, very likely to lead Melbourne into the future from the full-back jersey for me, unless he gets a career-ending injury. 11 tries, 15 try assists this season with 194 average metres as well, um, which is unbelievable. Bettered only by my second and first spot. Um, unbelievable player, so young. Um, rep sides, obviously, has been picked for New South Wales as well this year. So, well, future is bright and obviously a Tigers product who was ditched by the club. Um, number two, um, for me... Unbelievable talent, absolutely captain, fantastic. What more can be said about this bloke? Roger Tuivasa Shek led his team that was stationed away from home from in another country, even for close to six months. 
missed the growth of his family, missed everyone at home, um, and still managed to lead all the way from the fullback position. Unbelievable character, really, really stoic and, and showed some true character as well, churning out world-class performances on a weekly basis. 221 average run metres, which is unbelievable for a team like New Zealand Warriors who didn't make the playoffs. Um, and just an absolute messiah, really, in, in the world of New Zealand rugby league. He, he's an absolute god over there as well and, and deserves everything he got, especially for, for what was happening with the COVID as well. Number one, lads, um, I would be very surprised if you don't have this block at number one. For me, he is the best player in the world, um, none other than James Tedesco, another Tigers product who we let go very early, um, obviously at least for a decent bit of money. Sydney Roosters, back-to-back premierships in the past couple of years, really tough that they didn't make it this year. Stats-wise, lads, 11 tries, 15 try assists in 19 games, 232 average metres. He averages 7.3 tackle breaks a game, which is absolutely mind-blowing, unbelievable. Seems to have kind of a sixth sense on the pitch, um, can turn up at any point in the match and turn it on its head. Um, He had a a pretty horrible early portion of his career with ACL injuries at the Tigers, but he's come on leaps and bounds at the Roosters and, and shown that he's a real, real leader, especially captain in the New South Wales boys to a potential series win as well. Um, yeah, that's my top five fullbacks. So I've gone Charles Nickel Clockstad at five, Clint Gutherson at four, Ryan Papanauser at three, Roger Tubasashek at two, and number one, the best fullback of 2020 for me is James Tedesco. Shoot that over to you, Joss. What have you got? Yeah, hello everyone. Merry Christmas. So my number five is none other than AJ Brimson. I think his game time was limited this year, obviously due to injuries, but to play the amount of games he did, to have the impact on the team he did, and to get into Queensland and be there starting number one, obviously helped by other injuries, but really impressive. You know, his tackle his tackle efficiency has just gone up. It's been at 90% this year. And I think if you put him at back for a full season, he's going to grow in confidence. And he proved in the origin in his game, he doesn't shirk his tackles. Uh, again, I talk about this limited game time, but I'm trying to sell how much of an impact he's had in such a short period of time. He's matched his season best tally for tries this year. He's only played nine games, but he's bagged seven tries and he's put a couple of assists on. So for me, really impressive. And he's going to be a key cog in the, uh, the Gold Coast team was fine to pick up momentum. Number four, uh, I went for Ryan Pappenhausen. Very similar to what you said, Jamie. I think it's a testament for him to be named as captain when Cam Smith didn't play and the rest of the few players. And obviously, he was probably the only player with a decent amount of an NRL experience. But we forget he's still a young lad and he's just really good. 15 try assists this year. And as you mentioned, absolute pace to go and a freak of a talent. Number three for me, he's one of my favourite players. He's, he's the heart of the country, as you mentioned, Jamie. No? RTS averaging 220 metres, the bloke just doesn't know when to stop. And I think that's highlighted by him staying over here and not going home early when he could have done. Stayed with a team, did it hard with them, finished the season up with them. I think that holds him in real good stead for next season. And as we know, he's pivotal to anything New Zealand do. That team will be based around RTS. He's just he's just consistently good, isn't he? We've rattled and raved about him all year and he just he just does what he does. Number two for me, the king, really come of age this year, Clint Gutherson. I thought, as you mentioned again, Jamie, he didn't shirk his work or drop in form when the rest of Parramatta Hills were having a couple of weeks off on vacation. Um, He's led and really strong this year. He's come as captain and he's really stepped up to the mark. 
he's, he's played Origin and out of position, but he's still done a solid job there. And that just goes to the testament to the type of player he is. And whenever you hear any interviews or anything from the Eels camp, all of the uh, the squad talk about how much of a good bloke and how pivotal to their success he is. And yeah, and finally for me, I'd have to say much more than you've said really, Jamie. I think it'll be the same for Jed. You run out of superlatives for the bloke. He's just absolutely phenomenal. For me, he will eclipse and go past Billy Slater as the best fullback that's ever been. Uh, it's James Destro, I think, you know. Him getting named as New South Wales captain when there were no corners is just a testament to how good the bloke is. So, my top five for this year. Number five, AJ Grimson. Number four, Ryan Pappenhausen. Number three, Roger Tuvasa-Sheck. Number two, King Clint Gufferson. And number one, James Tedesco. What about you, Jed? Yeah, it's going to be hard for me to, uh, to, to add much more to that because I've got the, the four that you had between you the same. I've also got the same, just in a different order. The fifth is the position that we've all got someone different, which is, I suppose, nice to have some kind of discussion point. Uh, but number five for me, I've got Matt Dufty. Um, I feel like he was really uh, kicked on this year, and I feel in terms of probably most improved players in the league, especially in this position, it's hard to look past him. If you just compare his stats this season, 13 tries and 12 try assists. Last season, he got five tries and two try assists. He's gone up to averaging 151 metres a game from 115 metres a game and 3.3 tackle bust a game is obviously very impressive. Well, And to do it in a side that was struggling as much as the Dragons were, I feel like he's very impressive. And if you put him in a good side, I feel that them numbers will probably be even higher as well. Number four, I've gone RTS. Um, pretty much for the exact same reasons that you boys have picked. Averaging 221 metres is phenomenal. And again, in a struggling side, not only on the pitch, but off the pitch as well and all the struggles that they had. Um, he should be the poster boy for New Zealand Rugby League and Rugby League in general. Um, he epitomises everything that we love about this game. Um, he's respectful, he's known, he's polite in the media, he's, he's adored all over and, and rightly he should. And it's, he backs it up on and his heart shines through. Um, number three, uh, King Guffer. Uh, again, probably similar to, Clint Guffer, uh, similar to Matt Dufty in terms of players who have really improved this year, along with Parramatta as a whole. Uh, 17 try assists and 10 tries compared to last year's uh, 13 and 8 tries. His uh, metres have gone up as well from, to 190 metres from 161. And but something that's really impressed me with uh, Clint is that he's really worked on his tackle tackling game. Last year he was very poor, attacking at 67%. Uh, this year we've made, made more tackles overall, but his percent's actually gone up to 81%, which shows how uh, influential he is through all aspects. He's the last line of defence and probably has kept... Parramatta winning some of them games when they were performing really poorly and still sort of like scraping wins and coming through games. Probably Gufferson is probably the main reason that they did that. Um, sort of always never really took a backward step and always sort of tried to will his team on uh, to be better. And in that sort of like when he had that amazing sort of like first half in the playoffs, he was unbelievable. And that's probably that half is probably the best half of football that any player played this season. He was unplayable and. If he can sort of replicate that a bit more and a bit throughout, then he'll be up there pushing the likes of uh, the person I've got as number one. Uh, number two, I've got Pappenhausen. The way that he's burst onto the scene this year after only having a handful of games last year is is, is extraordinary. Uh, to go in your first full season to make origin is nothing to be smoked at and it should be really held in high regard and not a lot of players do that. Um, 11 tries and 15 tries, say 194 metres and 3.5 tackle tackle bus is, is, is extraordinary at such a young age. Um, I'm really excited to see how he will prog progress. 
I feel that at the moment he's probably the only person that's really going to push Tedesco um, in terms of the impact that he has on games. Gufferson is probably all round a better player, but in terms of someone who's going to do something out of nothing, you look into your likes of Papenhausen with his step and his speak and just score a try out of nothing. And we've seen it do it so many times and he even did it in the grand final. So he's not scared of the big occasions. And then number one, uh, absolutely no surprise to anybody listening, of course, is James Tedesco. Um, along with probably Nathan Cleary is the best player in the world. Um, I think it's hard to call between them two, but his impact on the game is phenomenal. Uh, like Josh said, there's a reason that he got picked to be New South Wales captain in Boyd Corner's absence. Um, 11 tries, 15 try assists, 232 metres uh, average in the game is absolutely ridiculous. Like It's hard to put into words how insane that, that number really is. Um, it's just extraordinary. And he actually got the most metres in the whole of the competition this year. Uh, turned up 4,403 metres and he didn't even play every game which again is an extraordinary effort. And like you said, Jamie, 7.3 tackle bus a game, again, is, it, it, I, don't really, I don't really have the vocabulary to describe it. Um, I'm sure many people do better than me, but there's a reason why he's so influential and every team that he is a part of is successful. He's, he's one of the biggest reasons that Sydney went back-to-back and New South Wales have gone back-to-back and they're now looking for a free peat and, and he is one of the main ingredients into that winning formula. So, yeah, I'll repeat in my top five. Matt Dufty, number five. Number four, Roger Tuvasa-Shek. In third place, Clint Gufferson. Second place, Ryan Pappenhausen. And number one, of course, James Teddy Tedesco. Interesting there, lads. I mean, the blokes that we left out, Tom Trevojevic obviously would have been up there if he didn't pick up injuries. He started the season on fire. Caelan Ponga has been... He's played well, but once again, Newcastle have dipped and he hasn't really been as influential as, as Gutherson and Papenhausen as well. Um, great, great analysis of Matt Dufty. I can't argue with that at all, especially his improvements from last year. Totally agree. He's been a bit of a shining light for the Dragons. And AJ as well. The only reason I didn't pick AJ Brimson is because he, he didn't play as many games. I think he's played about eight or nine games, games this year. But, I mean, it, when we do this again next year, I'd, I'd, I'd be very surprised if he went in our top five, lads. So, it's good that we've, we've all agreed, at least on the top four, and we've all got a different number five. Um, for me, I thought Charles Dickel Clockstad's had a really good season once again, mate, um, lads. So I can't really argue with anything you've said there. And, you know, no arguments there. So we've, we've started off Christmas really well. Um, anyone that's listening, thank you very much. That's our fullbacks covered. And tune in tomorrow for our wing positions, the top five wingers of 2020. Thank you very much.